Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Black, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Mashanti. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. We have a fabulous guest on the program this afternoon. I was telling him before we went live how much I respected his game. And the East West Shrine Bowl Director of Player Personnel, I think Eric Galco, definitely got a gem invite when none other than the Arkansas standout, dominant mauler at the offensive line position, Ricky Stromberg, said, I'll accept the invite. Ricky, fabulous career. Welcome to the show. How's this afternoon treating you? It's treating me good. Uh, I'm kind of just hanging out. I mean, I got nothing to do, so I'm just kind of playing Xbox, just relaxing, you know? <laughs> so what's the Xbox game of choice? Uh, I like to play Fortnite, uh, Rocket League 2. Those two games, I switch back and forth, and those are like the most like enjoyable ones. <laughs> so is, is today one of your only days of rest? Are you, are you training at a facility? I guess kind of take it through the typical day as you lead up to the Shrine game and then all the other things that are going to become with being in you know, your position as a 2023 NFL draft prospect. Yeah, so we go through uh we go to Monday through Saturday. Uh Monday through Friday we're eight to five every day. And then Saturday we have our, our bench day and that's uh seven AM to eight thirty AM and then you're done. So you have like so after Saturday's over you have um after Saturday's morning sessions over, you have basically all Saturday off and all Sunday off. So those days I just like to hang out and just play Xbox. So besides that, Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday we're hitting the hard. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for allowing us to interrupt your Sunday. Uh, it's a day of rest for you, so we do appreciate <laughs> no, you uh, sharing your tire, but, but we do appreciate it. I really I do. Uh, so kind of let's get into the, uh, I mean, young days growing up Tulsa. Uh, were you the bigger, more athletic kid from the get-go, or did it kind of take time for you to grow into that frame and, and develop? No, I was always I was always undersized until I want to say about like eighth grade. When I hit eighth grade, I think I started, I started to hit puberty. I grew from, I want to say, eighth grade I was 5'10", and then I grew from 5'10 to about 6'1", or 6' or something like that in ninth grade, and then I kept going from there. So I was always undersized, like, as a kid, but then when I started hitting puberty a little bit, um, around eighth grade I grew. I started growing, and I got up to, like, 6'3", 6'4", now. Wow, that's interesting. So... Uh, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, uh, uh, I guess, how did you kind of end up at the O-line position? If you weren't the big guy, when did you kind of start? I, obviously, when you got bigger, but going up to that, did you play other positions? Yeah, I, well, when I was younger, I, I, I always wanted to be a defensive end. Like, and I would model, and I would try to, when I was getting older, when I was going through, uh, like, fifth and sixth grade and seventh grade, I was, I was trying to model my games after uh, Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa, two defensive ends. Like I was obsessed okay. with them. They were all like, they're, they're, I loved watching them. So I wanted to be a defensive end. And then around eighth, after eighth grade years, when I knew I was going to start playing O line, 
and then uh, from there, I just I strictly went to O line until my senior year, where I played both ways. And probably in a year from now, it's possible you could be teammates or playing against the likes of Nix and Joey Bosa. Is that a kind of a surreal mind thought to think about? Yeah, I, yeah, it actually is because you know I grew up like watching them and then like trying to like model my game after them and all this stuff, and then now I'm about to go, you know, into a league that they're in. So it's kind of it is kind of surreal, but uh, no, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, and you mentioned eighth grade. Uh, you kind of knew you were going to be on the O line. How did you know that? Well, I know that because some coaches from the high school, uh, the varsity, were telling okay. me, "Hey, like we're going to play you at O line." So going into that ninth grade year, you have ninth grade football, and then after ninth grade football is over, you you get moved up for the last like playoff games to see what like varsity football is like. And that's when I started hearing talks like, "Hey, they're going to try, they're going to move you to O line next year." So I just started to get my mind prepared, you know, that I'm going to be strictly O line. Excellent stuff. Once again, Ricky Stromberg, the Arkansas standout here on the C2P. If you ever miss any of these shows in their entirety, you know Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you can find these free and available. Now, I, I believe 2019 is your freshman year, true freshman season. Uh, you just kind of stepped on the field and, and just went at it. Uh, did it come natural to you? Was it easy? Well, when I got there in 2019, I was about 270, and I didn't know. My goal was to just travel. I just wanted to travel. I wanted to go to every SEC stadium there was. I wanted to see all that, and I didn't think I was going to start. I really didn't. I thought I was too undersized. And then fall camp came. I was playing pretty good in the fall camp. I was with the twos, and I was told I was going to travel. And I was like, okay, you know, that's awesome. And then week one came, and our starting left guard went down, and then they put me in, and then I started from week two throughout the rest of the season. Um, so it, it came it came like a blink of an eye, honestly. I didn't think I was going to play, and then somebody got hurt. I went in, and then, um, direct, you know, the rest was history from there. That is. And, I, and listen, I told you prior to the show how much I, I really do uh, appreciate the way you play the game of football. And, and just think yeah, for a thanks. high school kid to step into the SEC – and kind of have that impact because you're going you're going against the best in college football and you're doing it at such a young age and and lo and behold now I mean it's materialized and you're one of the top interior guys available in this draft. Uh, I ask you this question. I ask all the guests that come on the program. In your own words, what do you think those hallmark home run traits are that scouts are going to love when they pop on the tape? I think just my physicality whenever I play. Uh, whenever I, ever since I was a young age, I just I just always try to play physical. That's I think that's I I think that's the thing that made me a good player. That makes me that makes me a good player is I just like to play football and I like to play it physical. Um, I don't think I think when you're in the O line and D line, if you're not a physical player, you know you're not going to survive down there because there's guys they're trying to rip your face off every play. So I think just my physicality um, really is the number one standout thing whenever I play football. Excellent. And this is your show, your program. Uh, we'd like to get you as much love as possible. Uh, what goes unnoticed about your game? Uh, you could have been a weight room warrior, film junkie, team captain, great in the community. Maybe some of the things that you did at Arkansas didn't allow you to showcase certain offensive skills in terms of uh, pass blocking more. I don't know. Uh, is there anything that these scouts need to know about in case they're listening in that could help you fall in their good graces? Yeah, I think uh, just the, the knowledge of the game. I think I have a great knowledge of the game, and obviously that's not shown. I mean, it is showing a little bit, on you know, when you're playing the game, but it's not showing, you know, off the field. Uh, I like to watch film a lot. Uh, I enjoy it. But I've, I think I've always been a student of the game. I think I have great football, a football IQ. I think that's my most underappreciated uh, trait 
or most not, you know, not known because it's, it's really not known because, you know, when you're on the field, you're playing football, no one's uh, – but off the field, I think that's my most unappreciated trait. Excellent. And, 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 I mean, you're making your way out to the East West Shrine Bowl a week from now. Uh, the teams see you primarily as a center. Some teams see you as a guard. I know you, you'll be a long snapper if they ask you to be, or you'll, you'll punt if that's what's requested. But uh, in terms of your mindset, uh, what do you think teams view you as, and where do you feel more comfortable as? I think teams view me as a center, and I feel more comfortable as a center, but I can play guard. Uh, I played guard right fresh. I played left guard. I want to say I played, uh, I think it was – three games at, at left guard starting my freshman year, and then I moved to right guard for the rest of the season. Uh, then I moved to center, obviously, the next year and throughout three years. But I think teams see me as a center, but I think I can play both guards. I think I can play both those those three interior spots right there. And you mentioned that IQ earlier, Ricky. Uh, we know that you're the extension of the quarterback. You're that, you know, first line of defense, obviously, but you can recognize things and, and relate that to the line, to your quarterback, to the offense. Is there a particular play, and it doesn't have to mean you, you, you picked up something where the Razorbacks scored a 99-yard touchdown, uh, but does something come to mind where, you know, all week you're watching tape, you're able to pick up on the nuances of the defense, and there's something you relate to the quarterback where it helped change maybe a possible negative play into a big plus play? Uh, I would say, um, well, in our offense, I mean, the offense line, we couldn't change the play. The quarterback, if he saw a blitz that, you know, Say if I already set my protection one way and the quarterback saw a blitz that I didn't see, you know, he would change it. He would be like, hey, and he would pause the play. But, uh, I mean, really just really just studying, like, for the uh, opponent that week, uh, trying to find anything, trying, them trying to disguise, you know, caps. And caps I mean by, like, a nickel, you know, stacked over a safety, and they can bring that blitz. Just things they, they try to disguise blitz. I try to, like, sniff those out whenever we're prepping for teams um, for the week. Wonderful stuff. Once again, Ricky Stromberg here on the C2P breaking down some 2023 NFL draft with one of the finer linemen available. Uh, before we let you go, and again, thank you for taking some time out of your free day to join us, but we call it three and out, a few off-the-wall questions. Um, you ready to take a shot with those? Yes, yeah, good. All right. Now, it can be any coach on the Razorback staff. Did any particular coach – have a pet peeve during practice. During practice, this is an absolute no-no. If you got caught doing it, your team, your teammates, you guys could catch a little hell. Was there anybody, any coach that comes to mind? Yeah, I would say uh, Coach Pittman, when when there's no transition uh, from in between periods or in between a rack during a period, uh, that that was that was bad. Uh, if you didn't transition off the field, it was call everybody up, and it was it, he was not in a good mood. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It was mainly the transitioning in between uh, sets during practice, but yeah, that was uh, if you did not transition, it was it was going to be a bad bad day. <laughs> Excellent. How about this one? Uh, the O line guys, you guys usually use the bigger guys on the team. Uh, that I think coincides with possibly having the biggest appetites. Uh, who was the biggest eater of that O line, and what was the, one of the craziest meals that one of you guys have thrown down? I want to say it's me, honestly. I really want to say it's me. We we all we all eat like pigs, but I want to say it's me because I I can I can eat if I'm super hungry I can eat like a whole you know pizza and and, and then some. So I don't know. I, I I want to say it's all of us, but then again I really want to say it's me too. So I'm gonna go with me. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then the final question before we let you go today, uh, and kind of sticking on the theme of food. 
draft week rolls around, draft night, if you will, you're waiting to hear your name come off the board. Who's the best cook in your family, Ricky? And what would you like that person to have specifically made as you celebrate your journey into the National Football League? Mom's spaghetti. No other, no other there you thing. Go. Mom's, mom's spaghetti is the best. Wow. And you were quick off the draw, too. There was no hesitation with that one. No, not at all. That's that's something she's always made. I, I always every time I come home, it's, she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna cook dinner." I'm like, "Oh, you making spaghetti?" She's like, "I will." I'm like, all right, that sounds good to me. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, hey, your mother is now on the clock for spaghetti, and you are now on the clock, my friend, as well for the 2023 draft. Safe travels out to Las Vegas. I can't wait to see you do your thing live. We always like to tell our guests, stay humble, stay hungry, and be blessed, my friend. I will. Thank you so much for, for letting me join the show. Thank you. Once again, that is Ricky Stromberg, one of the, I'm telling you, really top, top, top offensive linemen here on the C2P. And as I mentioned at the top of the program, I think Galco really got a gem heading out to the Shrine game. Uh, I think he's somebody that should have been in Mobile and maybe even get that upgrade to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. But this is how much I respect and admire what this young man's being able to do collegiately. And I can't wait to see him do it next week out at UNLV as these guys prepare their practice for Allegiant Stadium for the 2023 East-West Shrine Bowl. Welcome back to another... This has been a C2P exclusive. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.